0: Hey, as you turn once again to our chapter on uh, world religions, cults, and the occult is our study. But once again, we are in the issue of Buddhism as you turn there. uh, We are finished with that part. But by way of recap, and we're going to get into one more evangelistic outreach that they have, whether people get it or not. But Buddhism, we saw was founded by a guy named Earl. Now that I have your attention, no, that was not his name. Uh, it was <laughs> Siddhartha Gautama, right? Buddha. And as we saw before, Buddha was is not even an original name. It came from Hinduism, et cetera, blah blah. Uh, basically, the premise again: he saw four passing sights, shocking things. Had to deal with suffering. He had a problem: how to reconcile God, a deity, with suffering. So he came up with his own middle path. And uh, certainly wasn't a life of a aestheticism like a monk and it certainly wasn't a life of luxury And that's where he birthed out basically the four noble truths, which is all based on uh, suffering is caused by desires So the whole premise is you need to get rid of your desires But as we saw the logical absurdity was that's a desire, trying to get rid of desires, need to get rid of desires, so it's, it's, it's a circular reasoning. Then he developed uh, his works-based salvation, if you will, the Eightfold Path, as we saw it's based on wisdom and your own conduct, it's a works-based salvation, and your mental development and things of that nature. Uh, he carried over from Hinduism as he tries to blend them together without the need of a god, that's why so many atheists are attracted to Buddhism. Uh, but karma, reincarnation, nirvana, but again, he tweaks them a little bit as we saw before. Then we saw a parallel thing that obviously this is not at all like Christianity. Hello. So again, if anybody says to you, all religions basically teach the same thing, wow. Where do you even begin with that? Okay, uh, then we saw last time we were here. We saw well, what's the important thing? We just let them go by their own wayside because you know just like they do with their belief in karma Hey, I can't interfere with other people's beliefs and actions and behaviors because then I would be interfering with their karma And so I must let them starve to death and go down that road to hell No, that's not what Christianity teaches. That's what they believe And that's why there's still much so suffering because they don't want to mess with that. That's their belief system With Karma and things that nature we need to intervene. We need to witness now We saw different techniques and things we need to pay attention some of our verbiage that we need to look for last time uh, when it comes to witnessing uh, to a Buddhist specifically and to focusing on God's mercy and grace because again they're trying to work their tail off to get to some version of Nirvana and things that nature Uh, also be careful with uh, some of our verbiage with new birth born again, although they're biblical uh, they may take them as reincarnation, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But basically, the good thing is you need to share it with them, love. Because again, that's not what they have. That's not what they're encouraged to do to their fellow man because don't interfere with their karma. But when you love them, it just like the Bible says, it heaps burning coals in their head. Whoa, what's going on here? And it's a great way to share the gospel. Now, that's the premise. We're supposed to witness to the Buddhist just like anybody else, right? right? And, and you guys remember the technique. You know, have you ever sat there, I wonder if I should witness to this person? You ever guys ever had that thought go through your head? Should I witness to this person? And if you guys remember the, the very scientific technique, what you do is you go up to that person and you put your hand over their mouth. And if you feel air blowing on it, you witness to them. <laughs> if you don't feel air, well, just move on, apparently. <laughs> but anyway, hello, you witness to everybody, right? Now, the problem is the tables have been turned, okay? Apparently, we're not doing too good of a job of witnessing as with Hinduism and all the other ones. So is Buddhism, and they're doing a great job of witnessing to us, okay? And a lot of people are Buddhist in the thinking... Uh, whether they realize or not we've talked so far. They've been doing it through movies. They've been doing it through media books video games The whole nine yards Hollywood elites they're following the you know American Idol those people believe in it. it's it got to be true and Martial arts is what we dealt with last time and that's right now. We're gonna take a look at the big finale the maker of Star Wars Now, why can't I just say Star Wars anybody? Bobby, you got the preacher disease, too. That's right. It's oh gotta start with him. It's a teacher technique. But anyway, let's move on. Star Wars! So does Star Wars, yeah, it's a movie, okay, but uh, does that really uh, get people to be thinking, acting, starting to believe, lean towards Buddhism amongst other things? Yes, and a lot of people say, oh, that's just one of those wacky conspiracy theories. I mean, they never really planned on doing that. Yes, they did. Okay, and that's what I want to deal with tonight with the background of George Lucas. Now, why would I be talking about a guy named George Lucas? He's the maker of Star Wars, give it for Bobby, that's right, two for two tonight, that's right on the front row, you're shining brightly, and uh, yeah, hello, so we're going to deal with that. Now, uh, as with a lot of things, if you haven't learned this when you're into research, when you know the man, you know the teaching, is the phrase. I remember Dr. Couch saying that over and over and over and over again in a seminary. <clears throat> you know the history, you know the man, then you understand the teaching that came out from that entity. Okay, and we're going to do the same thing with George Lucas. We saw that before with uh, 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 secular philosophy. You know the man, Freud, atheism, drug addict. Well, now you know why he came up with what he came up with. Uh, Carl uh, Jung, into mysticism and necromancy and all that. Now you know why he came up with what he came up with. Carl uh, Maslow, his hierarchy of needs, right? Uh, he said that his life's motivation was his absolute hatred for his mother. Why? Because one of the things, when you know the man, know his history, he grew up, he was a little bit kind of a chunky little kid, so his mom actually put a, a chain around the refrigerator and locked it up, and he couldn't have food. So is it any wonder he came up with a theory that puts self-needs at the top of the, the triangle he developed? Ah, know the man, you know the teaching. So that's what we're going to do. Don't take my words for it. Does Star Wars openly, admittedly, encourage people towards Buddhism? Well, let's know the man, George Lucas. A long time ago... In a movie, Multiplex, not so far away, Bobby, a child looked up and asked, Mom, Dad, is the Force the same thing as God? Children have been asking that question for almost 40 years now when this whole thing began. The simple answer, of course, is no, but this raises another question. Which God or God whatever is at the center of the Star Wars universe? Well, the trilogy's creator, of course, now beyond that, uh, was was well aware, listen, George Lucas was well aware that his work invaded the traditional turf reserved for parents and preachers. George Lucas wrote, quote, Star Wars, shortly after the cultural revolution of the 60s, and he sensed a spiritual void. So what did he take it upon himself to do? I'll help you out. I'll come up with something. And he said, and this is a direct quote, I wanted it to have some sort of palpable precepts in it that children, who's he going after? This is his words not mine that children could understand there's always been a lesson to be learned traditionally we get that from church the family art or and in the modern world we also get that from the media and from the movies so guess what pulpit he decided to use movies okay and uh in fact the impact of lucas work has led researchers to speak of terms not just star wars but now it's created a star wars generation so this guy with his movies has affected a whole generation and it continues on he grew up in 19 in the 50s in Modesto California how many of you guys remember the American graffiti it's kind of based on his life there in Modesto my uncle actually lives there in Modesto been there several times and uh, so he, he during that time he'd read comics and he would escape to movies and watching TV now he attended a Methodist Church with his family not to pick on too many denominations but how's the Methodist Church doing today Not a very good pillar anymore, unfortunately, of evangelical Christianity. But unfortunately, that was his version of Christianity. Well, it didn't go too well. Okay, Uh, He was turned off by the, quote, self-serving piety of Sunday school. So once again, somebody took a bad experience in a church service or a church family atmosphere and said, that's it, I'm going to what? Not just walk away, I'm going to what? I'm going to develop my own thing. Once again, I'm not blaming it on us. I mean, we're not Methodists, whatever, but uh, but that's the importance of you and I what? of the biblical thing that I think sometimes we take for granted and that we're celebrating now at sunrise, and that's unity and love, that we can be a positive witness, that we're all one in Christ, right? That we love each other. We're not perfect, right? But we got to get along, right? Because guess what? We're on display whether we realize it, remember it, or not. Newcomers are always watching. So we don't want to leave pe- people here. We want to teach the truth, and I'm not expecting everybody to come here to say, hey, this is great. I frankly expect, especially as days go on, people are going to leave here and give us a bad reputation because we hold to God's truth right? And we preach God's truth. And not just myself, but we got a ton of great teachers here at Sunrise who hold to God's truth. So if you don't want his truth, you're not going to like this place. So I'm not expecting a popularity contest, but on the other hand, hey, listen, we need to be a great godly example. Well, apparently he didn't have one of those. And uh, he puts it this way, uh, quote, the message of Star Wars is religious. The laws really are in your self, right? Remember Buddhism? It's basically pull your own Uh, by your own bootstraps, kind of a works-based thing. The faith in Star Wars contains both good and evil. The Jedi Master Yoda clearly teaches a form of Buddhism. Only Lucas' liturgy proclaims, may the force be with you, a variation of the Christian phrase, may the Lord be with you. These things are not by chance. We're going to see in just a little bit, it's called syncretism. He's blending them all together to create his words, not mine, a universal religion that everybody can accept through this movie the creator of star wars explains that one of his least listen to this quote explains that one of his least favorite fantasies is about what will happen when he dies perhaps he said he will come face to face with god and hear the words this is his quote not mine you've had your chance you blew it get out so even deep down he knows that. i hope i'm not doing something dumb wow now, listen to this. He's a California native, okay, but he grew up in a Methodist church. He became interested in comparative mythologies, religions. We're going to see, believe it or not, one of his major guys that got him into this thinking, away from the Methodist church, was a Mormon. Kind of weird, but we'll get into that in just a second. And so he became into that uh, in making Star Wars, and eventually found a distinct interest in Eastern religions, and he now, his words, not mine, this is in print, he considers himself a Buddhist Methodist. Yeah, it's basically an oxymoron. It's like uh, icy hot, peaceful war, chicken good. (laughs) What? Yeah, right. Buddhist methodist? I don't think so. It doesn't work that way. But again, that's what people do. They just go, oh, yeah, I guess you can blend them all together. Now, let's continue on with that. He reconciled. Here's, I think, some of his major uh, concern. He started stumbling over this issue on, guess what? You wonder why we dealt with it for 42 weeks in a row? evolution. Churches today, you've heard me say this so many times, do not, and do a disservice, they do not do justice to the biblical teach of the account of creation, a literal six-day creation, literal 24 hours. God literally made it in that amount of time frame. And I'm telling you, it's a bigger stumbling block than people realize. And churches, half the time, don't even teach on it, just like Bible prophecy. Or they relegate it to a Sunday school class, which only a small minuscule of people get. Or they say, oh, that's just for the kids. Excuse me, we all need to know God's truth. Right? And if I can't trust the first page, let alone the first verse of the Bible, why should I trust any of it? Well, that was a stumbling block for him. So he basically came up with the idea that there's no conflict between evolution, Darwinism, and God's design for the universe. Is that true? I don't think excuse me. So God is so inept he had to have millions of misfits, mutants, and mistakes before he'd get it right. What kind of a God is that? Because that's what that teaches. I like when one guy says, you need to get a new God. One does it right the first time. Hello, that's the biblical God, okay? Uh, and so that's that. So then he got an interest in the Buddhism, uh, Eastern philosophies, uh, and, and that would, uh, the power comes from within, the power of individuals, okay? He said, I was raised a Methodist, but he says, now let's say I'm spiritual. Now, what does that say about his Methodist upbringing? It wasn't spiritual. He says, uh, it's in Marin County, California, very liberal area. We're all Buddhists up here, okay? At least he meant it. He said, I'd rather see us to be a positive force in the universe than a cancer. We have the knowledge to be either one. We have a choice. Really? So you have a choice to be perfectly good? Is that what the Bible says? No, no one is good. No one, not one. No one is righteous. Romans chapter 3, read that. Was that not taught? And you're maybe not, right? So again, it's about, you know, self, self can do it, self can rise up to the challenge. Again, that's Buddhism. Now, here's the guy, one of the guys that was a major influence on him, okay, and he was a Mormon. The guy, his name is Gary Kurtz, okay, and this is the guy that basically uh, encouraged him to take the Star Wars thing and go beyond that and make it into a universal religion for everybody to follow, that everybody in their different religions can find a piece to identify with and get sucked into, Right, Gary Kurtz, he's a Latter-day Saint, a Mormon, who studied comparative religion extensively in college and on his own. And uh, he was the pivotal guy introducing Lucas to Eastern religions, particularly Buddhism and Native American religion, because you're going to see that in there too, uh, and discussing with Lucas how best to improve Star Wars and giving it believability by sufficiently universal religious underpinning. So what's the thing? Let's tweak this baby so it not only has a religious flavor, But it's so universal in its scope that anybody could be a part of it Okay Kurtz was also the producer of star wars and the empire strikes back and lucas said I wanted to develop something that was Non-denominational But still had a kind of religious reality So again people say oh, no, that's a good you crazy conspiracy theorists you wacky evangelicals The star wars movie is just entertainment leave it alone. They didn't have any what am I reading? I'm reading his words Right, a deliberate plan to deliberately do this to deliberately affect specifically kids, a whole new generation, into this universal religion mindset. Now, why is that important? What's the Bible say is going to come in the last days? A universal religion, right? A one-world religion. Revelations 18, the the great harlot, right? It's going to ride with the antichrist, work with the one-world government for a while anyway, till God puts in His heart and she gets destroyed, right? Wow. So again, that's kind of laying the mindset. He said, "Quote: I saw Ben Kenobi as a shaman." really. Interesting. Okay, The force was a belief roomy enough, this is his quote, roomy enough for Christianity, Buddhism, and Islam to nestle in its ample folds. Custom tailored for everybody to be a part of this journey. Uh, For that audience, Star Wars embodies the eternal. The cinema becomes a dusty corner of a crowded soul. A storyteller murmurs the most seductive phrase, once upon a time. And that's when it begins to get you. An ancient mystery is about to be reenacted and the audience is listening. Again, so it's like he's giving a sermon, but what do you use? A movie. Okay. The most successful, and this is kind of interesting. Go back to this Mormon kind of uh, concept back here. okay. The most successful science fiction TV series launched after the success of Star Wars was Battlestar Galactica. How many of you guys remember that one? okay? And, uh, but it was created by another Mormon This guy named Glenn Larson. Why? What's Mormonism getting all pulled into this stuff? Okay, And it was created by this guy, uh, Glenn Larson. Uh, Galactica was based on Larson's own religious and historical background as a member of uh, the Latter-day Saints, and the series was inspired in part on the stories of Mormon pioneers. Now, if you remember the premise of Battlestar Galactica, it almost makes you want to go back and go and look for because there's also woven into it, listen, and many key aspects of the fictional star-traveling culture depicted in the series were based on contemporary Mormon beliefs and practices. Not even that safe. So they use that to preach Mormonism. Now, if you remember the premise, and there's one thing I do know, if you recall, they were basically... Always in the search of this, I forget the name of the place they called it, this, this safe place that they could all, you know, they're always on the run looking for the safe place and people are after them, persecuting them, and they just want to have their own home planet and blah, 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 and be at peace, blah, blah, blah. Well, believe it or not, that's the history of Mormonism. Okay, not because it was so wonderful and incredible, it's because what they were doing people were hunting them down because of what they were doing. Joseph Smith was not some sort of, we'll get into this Lord willing, into the Mormon chapter, but he was not some sort of saint that they want to picture him out to be. And oh, he was just martyred because he was preaching the truth and people had, no, he wasn't. He was sleeping with the men's wives. The guy was committing polygamy and adultery, and he was seducing the men's wives. And guess what? That was the old west. Guess what they did? They called the FBI. No, they got their own shotguns and dealt with justice in their own hands. And So they went hunt for the guy. And the guy wasn't you know some great guy who was preaching the truth, and they unfortunately shot him. Are you kidding me? They were hunting him down because he was sleeping with their wives. He was hiding, running through the... He jumped out the windows, and they shot him in the back because he was running. Number two, it got so bad with the, the teaching of polygamy, okay, it's on record that the United States government told the Mormons, if you don't stop this... We are, the cavalry is going to escort you to the Mexico border. And that's where they went from Missouri and all the way over there and then eventually to Utah and things of that nature. But this, they, they put this to a star, you know, Battlestar Galactica and, and we're just being persecuted because they just leave us alone. It's, you got to be kidding. Me. Know the man, you know the story, you know what's teaching. Anyway, so it continues on. So Larson had even worked out an agreement with Star Wars producer and fellow Mormon, Gary Kirks, so these two got together. Okay, one's doing Star Wars, one's doing Battlestar Galactica, regarding ways that they could uh, minimize the similarities because basically Lucas was wanting to sue the guy. Okay, was the issue, but I thought that was interesting. But Gary Kurtz, right? Now, he's supposed to be a Mormon, but a- apparently he's also into this Eastern mysticism, and guess what once again comes with that? We're going to see this again, Lord willing, in the next topic on New Age. But listen, he was a vegetarian. Uh-oh. And I'm not, hey, listen, I got to kick it when it comes up. So I'm not just because I'm pro-beef. Although there, that is, it makes you smile. Look at you guys, you can't stop smiling. Okay, but anyway, uh, he's a vegetarian. And listen to this, during the filming of these uh, stuff, he dictated non-meat meals for the cast and crew, okay? But some rebelled at the lack of hamburgers, so two parallel uh, sets of catering had to be put forth. (laughs) So anyway, in fact, I just, before coming over here, somebody had forwarded to me a video. I guess they're making the new Avatar movie, okay, on the set. And uh, I don't know if it's over there in China because, and they have to do this, this uh, promo for China or for whatever, there's some kickback for China, whatever. But China out there, I guess right now, is saying that they're encouraging all their billion people, how many million people are over there uh, to eat less meat, back to this vegetarian issue, to save the planet right, because supposedly our planet is in danger with all these carbon emissions caused by farm animals, if you eat meat and whatever. Anyway, so on, of all entities on the set of Avatar, then they brought in Arnold Schwarzenegger, okay, and they, they're building this promo right now of uh, eat less meat, right, and of course you're supposed to be looking at Arnold, see, you don't need meat for this. Yeah, they didn't show you, but in the back of the scenes, they he's aired him up with a tire, <laughs> like spongebob if you ever saw those fake muscles but anyway let's move on uh, No, i don't know but anyway, but anyway we'll get into that lord will in new age because i'm telling you that's a very important thing i back in the new age i'm telling you this is not a neutral issue as we saw before a whole mindset comes with that vegetarian issue okay and if you want to be a vegetarian more power too but don't sit here and say we're going to save the planet by doing that don't say that it's uh we're doing we're doing god says we can do it now you're calling god a liar i got a problem with that right you want you don't want to do, that's fine but don't sit here and say i'm doing something wrong okay because god says i can right and i'm going to listen to him every single time but again part of that back in the new age days it was part of cleansing your body as you meditate and get to the altered state of consciousness that you can get into and you know and commune with the forces that comes with diet people don't get that right but anyway let's move on now an interesting interview this is with uh, uh, george lucas again he's admitting this i'm not making this up and uh, this was back in uh, around 1999. This was after The Phantom Menace was released. And this was with Bill Moyers. Okay, this is a conversation they had back and forth. This is the actual transcript. Okay, And uh, so uh, Lucas says this, I put the force into the movie in order to try to awaken a certain kind of spirituality in young people. Is there a conspiracy going on here? Or is this really what's going on? All right? I wanted to make it so that young people would begin to ask questions. So Moyer's come back with this. He says, now, the central uh, ethic in our culture has been the Bible. Uh, Like your stories, it's about the fall and wandering and redemption and return. But the Bible is no longer occupying that central place in our culture today. Well, you're right, unfortunately, on that. He says, young people in particular, then, are turning to movies for their inspiration, not to organize religion. And he says, some people have traced the notion of the force to Eastern views of God, particularly Buddhist, was that conscious. Direct quote. Lucas says, well, I'm just telling an old myth in a new way. I'm localizing it for the planet. I'm localizing it for the end of the millennium. Okay, you're doing it. Now, this is very interesting. A lot of people say uh, uh, that uh, Yoda... Right? Do you think it's by chance the names of the characters we saw with Ren, even the new series, Kylo Ren, Ren, the 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 perfection of Confucianism? Is that just by chance? Uh, I seriously doubt it. Amongst the you know the Chi Force and the Force and all that Taoism, we'll get into that a little bit. I seriously doubt it. Again, he's already admitting this. Now this is from Buddhists. I'm not making this up, this is not some Christian apologetic site or whatever, or wackyjoe.com. This is from a Buddhist uh, site, and this is what they say. Okay? Uh, was Yoda based on a particular Buddhist master, right? Because Yoda basically in the movie uh, plays the role of a guru, okay? He's the one that knows it all and and he's taking on these young guys, these disciples, Padawan, whatever you want to call it, they change the name, but it's the same premise. Now listen to this, Star Wars is loved by, this is a direct quote, many Buddhists for its hidden Buddhist teachings. So they admit it, they love this thing, it's a great platform uh, for their religion. But there may be even a more direct connection according to Buddhist scholar Alexander Berzin. Uh, George Lucas traveled to India prior to making Star Wars. He met a Tibetan Buddhist teacher named Tinzab Serkan Rinpoche. <laughs> I probably ripped that apart, but hey, that's how it came out of my mouth. Uh, and he, that guy, that particular guy, is a, a debate partner and tutor of the Dalai Lama. So he met a big guy. Now, uh, this guy Riponche, he's a monk with a shaved head, red robes, and he's got this deeply lined face that makes him look more ancient than his years. The guy's covered in wrinkles. In fact, here's a, I don't know, you probably can't see this, but here's a picture side by side. You can see this guy. I'm not recommending this, by the way, but if you if you stretch his ears out quite a bit, ouch! Uh, it looks pretty similar. Very interesting. Okay. And uh, so he says, this quality did not escape the notice of Westerners who met him. The makers of Star Wars decided to use him as a model for Yoda, the spiritual guide of the epic. Then another uh, illustrator named Gotoku caught on to Yoda's monk-like image. Hey, he looks like one of our monks, okay, when illustrating this, and uh, he began to illustrate Yoda. I guess it was an internet uh, sensation. Uh, And then he did it alongside with uh, their calligraphy, and basically it's a picture of uh, Yoda there looking like one of their gurus and of course the calligraphy on the side there uh, for those of you who cannot read or even writing like myself uh, says no try not do or do not there is no try right the classic Star Wars uh, Yoda saying but he's saying man this thing's just like one of our guys this is this guy's a genius right so let's take a look at the philosophy behind the Star Wars. Obviously, as we talked before, I'm not going to go into too deep because we've already peppered it throughout our study. Okay, but the conflict is between light and dark. That's actually uh, an aspect of two different teachings. Zoroastrianism, we saw, as also the yin-yang principle of Taoism. Uh, the strong ethical element in Star Wars is linked to Hinduism, Buddhism, and Stoicism. The virtues of the Jedi shares the Stoic sage uh, uh, qualities that they want you to have, patience, timelessness, Deep commitment and seriousness, right? That's just one thing you never saw in the Jedi Council. Hey, what are you guys doing? Nothing. We are very serious about every one of our lines. We are Jedi messers. But see, in that phrase there, you never hear them say this. Hey, lighten up. Hey, there there's these three guys in a bar, man. <laughs> but that's that mentality, that stoicism is just all, hmm, Serious, non-emotion, emotion emotion bad, right? And that's the the same premise that's used there, okay? And so basically they describe that they resemble the ancient uh, Stoics described by the sages who has perfected his reason and achieved complete wisdom. The physical aspects of the force in Star Wars, obviously, as we saw before, uh, is compared to the chi force in the Japanese and Chinese thought. The force, according to Star Wars, is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things that surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. Well, that's Taoism. That's the chief force. Uh, what they believe is there. The Jedi way is Taoism. Now, you guys remember the definition of Taoism? It means the way. So here you have Jediism is the Jedi way and on the force with the chi. It's all blended together, same thing, okay? The two main goals of Taoism are to achieve balance and exist in harmony with nature and all living beings. There is no deity in Taoism. Uh, There's just this ultimate reality, this energy, right? That you tap into, you can get these special forces. Uh, The equal opposite forces, again, of yin and yang, and the tension between the yin and yang is what creates this life energy, again, called chi. According to the legend of Taoism, uh, you could, those who could command the chi flow, listen, they were called in Taoism uh, the Kaigong Masters. Sound familiar? Uh, that was the name of the Jedi Master, Qui Gon, Jin, okay, uh, which is just basically cut straight over to those who can manipulate the chi Force, uh, the Kaigon as well. Okay, and they move the objects with their mind, etc. blah, blah, The second source uh, influencing not just Taoism, uh, the Jedi ways, also Buddhism. Uh, and again, a lot of it is the Zen Buddhism branch, the Japanese branch there. Uh, non-attachment, letting go of emotional bonds, places, and things. And what was Luke told all over and over again? Anakin told over again, hey, don't get too serious. And what was the big thing that he broke the rule? Anakin, right? He fell in love, and he secretly got married. No, no, no. Don't you know that Buddhist monks don't do that? I mean, uh, Star Wars Jedi guys don't do that? Same thing, same principles, just cut over into a movie. all right. And the the Jedi Knights, just like Buddhist monks, were to be aesthetic and celibate, non-attached. The third source, again, is Zoroastrianism, which viewed the world as an eternal battlefield between the forces of good and evil. Yoda and Obi-Wan... Uh, Again, counsel that you have to have a control of your emotions. Luke was even warned against the danger of having a natural affection for his father, right? Until he found out who he was. No! That incredibly well-acted scene. No. (laughs) So, but again, it's like, excuse me? Hey, you find out your dad? Yeah, you didn't expect him to be Darth Vader, but hey, that's your dad, right? (laughs) There's a natural affection. But even that was wrong. Right? And again, you go back to their, you think, oh, you gotta be kidding me. These guys actually walk around and people are dying and starving to death and they're crippled walking and their knees about to die. And they literally walk on by and do nothing all because their belief in karma prevents them from doing so. Yeah, that's no different than this. You cannot get married. You cannot express your emotion. You should show no emotion. You can't even have a natural affection for your parent. Wrong Jedi. That's Buddhism through and through, okay? The Jedi Council consequently comes across, obviously, as cold and uncaring, but apparently you're being a good Buddhist monk. Now, Lucas also, remember I said, it's a universal religion, right? Not just with the Eastern mysticism, not just working with atheism, because a lot of atheists are attracted to Buddhism, because you can conveniently feel religious and get away with the idea of a, uh, a true God out there. But also, again, he tried to blend in his Methodist, if you will, Christian background. Uh, again, the blessing, may the force be with you, echoes the old Christian one, may God be with you, also the voice of obi-wan uh the jedi master proclaiming to uh, luke skywalker remember the force will be with you always reflects jesus words to his disciples matthew 28 and remember i am with you always even to the ends of the age very very deliberate Uh, in the scripting there. Again, what's the premise? I'm going to create this universal religion. It's the 60s, man, and I'm so turned off by what I saw in the Methodist church. I'm going to come up with something new. I'm going to use my new platform. I'm not going to get in the church service. Are you kidding me? I'm going to use this new medium called movies, and I'm going to create a universal religion to prepare people for the millennium. Sounds wacky, isn't it? But uh, who's saying this? Not me. Mr. Lucas. Consequently, Lucas uh, creates a, quote, listen to this, a safe religion that doesn't step on any theological toes. The force may well step inside on all of them. Now you think, okay, well that's a premise, that's what he wants to do, but uh, no chance that's ever gonna happen. Nobody's ever gonna be affected by the media, movies, none of that stuff, because we all know it's entertainment and it has no effect on our belief systems or values. Sarcasm? Hey, that's right, Debbie, sarcasm, you know me too well. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, there's, it's actually a new official religion, even getting 501c3 nonprofit status. Okay, and the new religion is created uh, is Jediism instead of Judaism. It's Jediism. It's a brand new religion. Okay, well, relatively new, and saying non-theistic. Why would it be non-theistic? Based on Buddhism, comes right over there. Okay, and it's based on obviously as a Jedi in Star Wars. Uh, it a Jediism attracted public attention in 2001 when a number of people recorded the religion as Jedi on the national census. Right, So that's when it started coming out uh, big. In 2008, Daniel Jones, he founded the Church of Jediism with his brother. And uh, at that time in that area in the UK, I believe, there was more Jedis than Scientologists uh, in Britain. 2009, Jones uh, was removed from a supermarket store in Wales for refusing to remove his hood on a religious basis. The owner justified Jones' ejection by saying, He hasn't been banned. Jedis are very welcome to shop in our stores although we would ask them to remove their hoods. In 2010, a man who described himself as a Jedi Knight was thrown out of a job center in Essex for refusing to remove his hood and later received an apology. The man said, quote, the main reason is I want to wear my hood up. I've got a religion that allows me to do that. 2013, Patrick Day Childs, he starts the Church of Jediism and uh, Reverend Michael Kitchen, the Temple of the Jedi Order, both defended the right for them. Uh, to perform marriage ceremonies, just like a real religion. 2015, students at the uh, Dokus University in Turkey started to petition demanding a Jedi temple be built on their campus. And soon after, that was just last year, students from other universities started petitions demanding Jedi and Buddhist temples on their campus. Okay? So again, the idea of the force is not uh, uh, fantasy. Uh, for some folks, it's turned into a real religion. Sounds like... Lucas began to meet his goal. Right? Okay. Real life followers of the Jediism uh, it really treat this as a religion. A number of organizations have created everything from doctrinal creeds. I'll get to that in a second. Training programs to take a person from a Padawan, and initiate, into a full-blown Jedi master. Uh, and again, a lot of them have 501c3 tax exempt religious organization status. All right. Uh, Jediism is uh, non-theistic, focused on, quote, doing good for humanity, but good is whatever you basically define it. That's why it's so attractive to young people. It's relativistic. Hey, you make it up as you go, and you can do whatever you want. What kid doesn't want to hear that? Okay? And uh, they've got 13 uh, keys of the code. They've got 16 teachings, 21 maxims. I'll get to that in a second. The teachings are based on a combination of Taoism, Buddhism, and instructs the Jedis in meditation, self-actualization, visualization, quieting the mind, and connecting to the force. All right. So what element have we seen lately, uh, do you think uh, people in the church who are into meditation and contemplative prayer and experiences and connecting with, do you think they might get sucked into this? Yeah, have hearts have been prepped for it. It's the same kind of baloney, okay? Uh, the Jedi uh, religion tends to be syncretic, it means it accepts everything, and uh, they even, listen, they even encourage their followers to maintain their original religious affiliation, citing here's your word, tolerance. And again, that's uh, an absolute uh, logical absurdity because you say you're all about tolerance, but you don't tolerate my belief as a Christian, evangelical Christian, do you? And again, it's like the person who says, hey, there are no absolutes. Really, are you absolutely sure about that? You just made an absolute statement. (laughs) So, So your version of tolerance isn't really tolerance. It's tolerance for anything except for what I believe. Okay, so you don't even follow that. Okay, but it comes in many forms. They take it seriously. Uh, They don't believe necessarily in a real Darth Vader or a planet called Tatooine, uh, but they do see the value in the idea of the force as a religious and philosophical guide to life. And obviously this is contrary as we saw before to Christianity. Uh, The understanding of the force is an impersonal power that uh, binds the universe. Uh, It conflicts with the Bible that no, there is a God and he's a personal God He's not impersonal and God is the one, Colossians 1 who upholds and sustains all things, specifically Jesus Christ, right? That's not the same thing. Also again Star Wars presents the force as amoral, no morals, it doesn't matter, right? And you can harness this force for purposes of whatever you decide is good and evil. Excuse me, where does right and wrong come from? It Comes from God, it comes from the Bible. Okay, this is not Christianity, the moral stand it denies the sovereignty of God, we've dealt with this before, so you can't say that somehow that's going to work. Now, again, it's, this is not some aberration, they're starting to spawn all over the place. There's the Temple of the Jedi Force, the Temple of the Jedi Order, the Jedi Church, the Order of the Jedi, the Jedi Academy, and the Jedi Order. Now, I'm going to read to you some of their beliefs, you know, like you go to a church's website, they don't seem to do it anymore, that's a sign of not good <laughs> but you know church is one of the mainstays we have it on ours of course uh is your uh, statement of beliefs your doctrinal statement right oh no you don't even have that uh, today right and ours is extremely replete uh and it should be right and uh but basically they got the same thing they got their doctrine they got their orders they got their whole nine yards and this is from the church of jediism and the temple of the jedi order this, this is serious stuff folks and here is their code they have 13 codes if you're going to be a jedi you must cultivate the force, you must take shelter in the force, expand within the force, give room for the force, act with the force, have faith in the force. Notice it's not God, it's not Jesus. Hold high moral principles, emancipate yourself in the force, accept the mystery of the force, study the force, promote the force, incarnate the force. Who are they worshiping? The force, right? An impersonal force. It's Taoism. Right? And number 13, respect, protect, and preserve all life. However, uh, you get to interpret what that means. Right? They also have a doctrine. They've got a whole doctrinal statement, things of that nature. Uh, they have a belief statement. This is serious stuff, folks. They believe in the force, the sanctity of the human person, uh, a society governed by laws, grounded in reason, compassion, not in fear and prejudice, in a society, listen, that does not discriminate on the basis of, here it is, sexual orientation, Gender, ethnicity, and national origin. Moral uh, concepts are not absolute, so you make it up as you go. The importance of freedom of conscience and self-determination, and the separation of religion and government. They have three tenets, focus, knowledge, and wisdom. What's that sound like? Sounds like the Eightfold Path in Buddhism, right? It was broken down those three categories. They also have a creed, which I'm not going to read to you, uh, but it basically ends, the force is with me always. Knows it's not God. And I am, for I am a Jedi. And actually when you read through the creed, it was adopted from a prayer from St. Francis of Assisi. So apparently Catholics can get on on it, right? They got 16 teaches that you need to be in touch with the force. You need to clear your mind and connect with the force. Guess how? Meditation, contemplation. Again, get into an altered state of consciousness. Uh, Again, you need to be unattached from any material and personal things. Uh, You need to uh, understand your limitations, be patient, blah, 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 a bunch of all that stuff. And uh, you need to cultivate empathy, but again, apparently don't mess with anybody's suffering, whatever. Uh, you need to uh, believe in eternal life through the force. So, who are they looking upon for, quote, salvation? The force, an impersonal force, Taoism. Is that going to get you there? No, but this is what they believe. Okay? And then they have 21 different maxims, which I'm not going to read to you, but basically it's like Buddhism 101. You know, be a good person in all you do and try to be humble and, and you know, Loyal and, and a good person and you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you need to achieve harmony This was the last of the maxims to be quote connected to the force Well, how's that gonna happen now you think okay? Well, that's that's just an aberration. That's not happening Well guess what's happened now? Uh, since the uh, Star Wars has now taken off again with the force awakens and If you do the research and you study what Disney's gonna do with this they're getting ready to crank this baby out for all it's worth so we're just seeing the beginning of a restart on this and a kickstart on this, and it's going to go on, Lord willing, if we're still alive and still here. And the rapture hasn't occurred. It's going to go on for a long time, okay? Unless the seven-year tribulation starts. Uh, but listen to this. The Church of Jedi sees, listen to this. This is how influential this is. The Church of Jedi sees 1,000 new recruits per day as The Force Awakens has released. 1,000 a day. What, what, wouldn't, how come we don't have 1,000 a day we need to make a movie, Reed. We need to, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that's the way you do it now. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Bobby, are you going to be our character? We'll dig into somebody or something. Right. Anyway, what? Can you believe it? 1,000 a day. Right? Goes in this. Star Wars fans, as they pile into the cinemas, in this hotly awaited film, uh, the number of Jedites is skyrocketing. Uh, now, there are more people who identify them. This is in Britain. More people identify themselves as Jedi than Jewish or Buddhist combined. High Council member Master Chai Pa Amshi uh, told the Times UK the Force Awakens again has increased their membership, and the reason one thousand a day. And Amshi said, quote, "We allow for multiple f- faiths. It's like a new universal religion." He says uh, we'll be supporting the homeless and providing blankets. You know, you got to do good things, right? And the Jedi Master said, "We often get compared to Buddhism and Taoism. Listen, we allow the Knights, the Jedi Knights, to write their own scripture." which is one thing we look for if they want to become a master. So right now as we speak, in essence, we can laugh and scoff all we want. This thing's not only taken off like a rocket, it's a perfectly custom-tailored universal religion for what the Bible says is going to come in the last days, a one-world religion. But these guys are writing their own Bible. Right? That's what they're doing as a sign that they are a Jedi master. Okay? New recruits join as Padawans and receive guidance from more experienced members of the, quote, church. Uh, In the Church of Jediism, I don't know if you can see this, but this is the guy, uh, the founders of the Church of uh, Jediism, Daniel Jones. He's literally speaking in front of a lectern just like this and with the Star Wars, with the Jedi logo and things of that nature, just like a church service. Really happening. Okay? Then they interviewed the guy. Listen to what he says. Uh, When did you decide to make a Jedi a real religion? He said, I was doing research on religions with my brother, and we couldn't believe that nobody had founded a real Jedi church. Obviously, that was something that needed to happen. And, and now we have uh, over half a million members, including 100,000 in training uh, and a Jedi council of four or five, just like the movie. Can you believe this? Okay. He says, well, what is the church doing with this massive power base? You got a half a million people and growing thousand a day, everything. You wouldn't believe what we do. Uh, has the Jedi church leadership become a full-time jobs list? And he says, no, I'm also in a band. He says, you know, Christians have Christian rock. We thought we'd have Jedi rock. And he says this, are you worried about the film's effect on your teachings as the Jedi church? uh, You know, Jedis have to be celibate. Do you follow that? He says, "Uh, in some ways. He said, I mean, obviously we have to extrapolate from the films, but because what does that tell you? The films really are the basic of their belief system, and it really impacted them so much that they're coming up with their own religion. Just like Lucas said he wanted to do. He says, uh, but we have to make a practical version of the teaching, so we end up with a real-life approach to what the film teaches. We have to be realistic. And listen to this. And as far as your converts go, what's their background? Is a, quote, Lutheran more likely to become a Jedi than, say, a Mormon? He says, quote, it's an equal spread among fans. Why do you think? Because he built the whole thing to what? Come one, come all. Fits a little piece of everybody. Everybody can get along on this one. If anything, uh, most would be atheists from a non-religious background. Myself, I grew up, he says, in a very neutral religious environment. My parents were cool with us doing whatever. They didn't try to force us to do anything. Excuse me? Remember my testimony? What did my parents do? I love my mom and dad. But as a parent, that's one of the dumbest things you could do. Why? Because this world is not neutral. There's all kinds of belief systems out there waiting to snatch your kids up. You better influence them while you got them. Because if you don't, even a movie will, because they're not neutral anymore, okay? And then, uh, of course, everybody celebrates this day, May the 4th, right? May the 4th is now the official holiday of Star Wars, Star Wars Day. May the force be with you, May the 4th. Not making it up. You guys need to get on the ball here, I tell you what, Young guys get hip on that one, okay? Um, this guy says this in the teachings of the Jedi Church. He says, some people, he talks about the force, and he says, well, some people call it magic. The scientific community calls it energy, but it's everywhere. He says, you can find it in the Bible. Listen to this, how would they blend it in? He says, when Moses parted the Red Sea, how would he do that? With energy, with the force. Wow, right? So again, it's syncretistic. Anything goes, every religion can blend with this. Uh, idea. Well, it may sound like a crazy concept. Jedism, uh, Jediism already shares a lot with mainstream religions, like the Mormons. They were driven from the Midwest of their early church years. Remember, we saw that with Battlestar Galactica. Uh, so the Jedi Church even today are facing the same type of persecution, right? Is what they say. Daniel Jones, he says uh, he changed his name to a Jedi name, Morta. H-E-H-O-L, he haul whatever that is. Not he-haw, that's from the South. He-hole or something like that. He says, we've been rushed off our feet. People want to know more. He says, quote, it's great for us. And he's talking about the movie franchise. He says, I think people are shying away from traditional religion because it doesn't reflect their views. Whose views? Who makes up the views? Who determines right and wrong? You? No, but that's what the younger generations think, right? Truth is up to you. Whatever you feel right is right for you. Whatever you feel right was for me. Here comes a movie premise that's teaching basically this new philosophy. You make it up as you go. No wonder they're attracted to it. Listen to this. He says, we got no problem with homosexuality or anything like that. We're very accepting. Again, what young impressionable kid looking for meaning and purpose and direction in life doesn't want to hear you make up truth? You decide right and wrong. Oh, excuse me, where'd that come from? Genesis chapter three, the lie the Garden of Eden. Oh, Satan, Eve, listen to Satan. What, what'd you say? Eve? No, no, you follow Satan. You do it Satan's way. Don't listen to God. And you will decide between good and evil. That's a lie from the Garden of Eden. But what kid doesn't want to hear that? You get to decide what's right and wrong. You get to live however you want. Morally, it's up to you. Who cares? Come one, come all. Kids go nuts over that. So no wonder uh, it's very attractive uh, to them. And then they even used this word. The long-awaited release of The Force Awakens, quote, was a kind of second coming for believers. I think we're heading to a point where we're going to see the phys- a physical Jedi temple sometime in the next few years, probably something like a monastery, where Jedi monks will live and other Jedi can visit. Uh, carrying a lightsaber is not required for safety reasons and also because they're not real, at least not now. Okay? But I like how they close with this. Listen to this. And we'll close tonight. We must ask, though, and this is from these people into this. You can laugh, scoff all you want. A thousand a day growing. We must ask, why not Jediism when it's more popular than most of all the other religions? So it must be true. No, it's not. Wow. Now, isn't that slick? Remember we started the premise, oh, I'll never rub a Buddha belly. I'll never burn incense, and ha, oh, ha, oh, ha, oh, look at those people who do that kind of weird stuff. I'll never shave my head. I'll never put on that orange robe and things of that nature. I'll ne- and how many today are acting like, frankly, great Buddhists, all because we're supposed to witness to them, but they're doing a great job, just like Hinduism, witnessing to us through the movies and the media and Hollywood and martial arts, and specifically George Work, uh, Lucas's plan, the maker of Star Wars, working out too well. Now, I want to flip it around. Now that you know a little bit, frankly, hopefully a lot bit more of Star Wars and what it really teaches, and I'm not making up what the founder said he wanted to do. It's not a conspiracy theory. He purposely built this in there to affect a whole new generation. right? Now you should be equipped as a Christian to do what we're supposed to be doing in the first place. You can talk with somebody who's going down one of these false paths, whether it's this or a Buddhist mindset or whatever mindset. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little practical tip as we close tonight. Next time you're at a restaurant, right, because everybody's enthralled, young and old, about Star Wars. You want, a, you want a good way to start a conversation talking about God, talking about reality, things of that nature, right? So basically, when the waiter waitress comes over or you see people next to you, whatever, what you do to get the conversation going, you just pick up this utensil and you say, Hey, use the fork. Right, And, of course, they're going to say, ha, 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 Star Wars. And, if anything, you know what? Now that you talk about that, uh, have you ever thought about the movie Star Wars? Have you thought about what it actually teaches? And, and, and can we talk about that? Right, And it becomes a great platform. I kid you not, all pun aside. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Look for an opening. Look for a way to reach out to people even if it's a goofy utensil, to lead them to Christ. 1,000 people a day are not just going into this, a brand spanking new religion on the planet that's growing like wildfire because of a movie built on Buddhism and Taoism and others. But you know what that really means? 1,000 people a day are being led straight to hell. And we need to get creative and figure out what in the world can we do to reach these folks and lead them to Jesus before it's too late. Amen? Well, hi, this is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and Get a Life Ministries. And I hope you enjoyed today's study. But in closing, before you go, let me ask you one final question. If you were to die today, are you sure that you go to heaven and not hell? You see, here's the problem. The Bible says that nobody automatically gets to go to heaven. And that's because God is holy